Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I'm your host, Mike Jokum. Frenchie and Mr. Malukas join us. How's everybody doing on this lovely, well, at least here, not so lovely, Sunday afternoon? It's not bad. It's been uh, all right. Not that much racing going on this weekend, so that's not fun. But I guess there's football going on that I'm not currently watching. But yeah, I, I could watch some later. And, it, you know the bad weather like you said in the east coast but uh we get to do a podcast today so it's never bad well from uh from my side it's been uh it's a little bit it's kind of been a little bit busy uh, a lot of new changes happening for me and was kind of doing a lot of jumping around these past few days but at least uh today it's actually been chill and i've been able to to be back home for a bit and i got to watch uh my team chelsea lose um and are really struggling and i think are only like four points away from relegation. So it's been a, yeah, it's been a good morning. Yeah. Sounds like a, you know, a little bit of a stressful start, but you got to go on, you know, before we dive into whatever we're going to talk about, we, uh, you went on, we didn't go on vacation. We, um, <laughs> you went on vacation. I Listen, it's rainy Sunday. I still haven't woken up. Uh, even though it's four o'clock in the afternoon. You got to go on vacation. It looked awesome. How was it? Did you get to do everything you wanted to do last time we talked? You had some ideas and whatnot. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was really good. So right after Laguna, uh, my sister, she actually lives in Hawaii. Um, and so I just thought, yeah. you know, since I'm already all, all, all already over there, it's like another. Well, I thought it was going to be like four hour flight. It still was another six hour flight. Uh, so I ended up going there yeah. with my girlfriend to go visit my sister and it was it was nice. I mean, Hawaii never disappoints. I think it's one of the nicest place on this planet, at least that I've been to. Uh, you have so many different climates that you can do. If you want to go to the beach, you just drive down the mountain and it's 85 degrees and it's sunny and it's perfect weather for the beach. You want to go hiking somewhere. There's many trails. You could go to waterfalls, um, a whole bunch of private areas that people, you know, if you do a little bit of scavenging, you could find some nice spots. Um but also, if you go all the way to the top of the crater, you could go to the top of the Haleakala Crater. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Um, and you could go and watch the sunset or sunrise above the clouds. Like, it literally just feels like something from a Star Wars film. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Um, what else? I know you've been up to a lot of McLaren stuff, but any other you know vacation plans or, or relaxing plans this winter before you, you kind of dive into everything race car related? No, that was uh, that was also another reason of why I wanted to do it. Um, you know, this this pass after Laguna because I just knew 
everybody else was kind of on vacation. So I thought, you know what, this is kind of be a good time to to get the vacation through and, and done. And then for the rest of the season, at least off season is just focusing for next year. And uh, no, it's just been really busy and there's no other plans other than trying to get down to, to move to Indy and be near the shop and uh, yeah, focus up. I was actually going to ask you about that. Just knowing that obviously you had had that convenience set up with the Chicago based Dale coin operation and just kind of be able to head over there to the shop. But so you are planning to move to Indy. When do you think it's going to happen before the end of the year? Oh yeah. hundred percent. I mean, I'm going to be moving in as soon as possible, hopefully within the month. Um, that's why I kind of learned my background here. My room is like kind of a mess. I'm just starting to unpack things <laughs> and get things ready to, to do the switch. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to do it as fast as possible just because uh, I want to be at the shop over there. That's kind of always been my motto is, be wherever the shop is. Um, so I'm always just a, a drive away um, and I can always just be with the guys, start building chemistry. A lot of new people, you know, that I'd like to to build relationships with before the season starts. Um, and yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of something that's, that's necessary to do. So I guess kind of a big, I don't even know if it's a rumor anymore. It's probably going to happen. There's some sort of press conference tomorrow in Milwaukee that Milwaukee might be back on the schedule which might mean Texas is off the schedule for, you know, whatever reason, Texas wants the IndyCar to move dates. So are you excited about the possibility for a sh another short oval where, you know, you've had some good success in your early career so far, but also losing Texas where I think both years you've raced there, you've finished top 10. And McLaren's been really good there too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's going to be, a little bit unfortunate if Texas is not going to be on the schedule anymore because uh, I don't I love that track I think it's it's a blast um, of course the PJ1 has added some you know a bit of in you know issues I'd say for the past couple seasons but uh, I've enjoyed it and we've always had really good results there um, and of course McLaren have also been very strong so it would have been going looking really good going into next season but um, yeah if that's the case it could be a little bit unfortunate but at least they're replacing it with another oval. I just, as long as they're ovals, then I'm happy. Uh, I wish we could have just, instead of replacing it, just added another oval. That would be awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I've personally never been to the Milwaukee um, oval, but I'm very much excited to see how it's going to be. Are you disappointed potentially we're losing a super speedway? So the only, you know, super speedway is now the Indy 500? Yeah, you know, that is obviously a case, but um, I don't know, you know, the the viewership may have been good, but at least like on track appearance from from the fans, Texas was definitely one of the, the lower ends, I'd say. Um, I mean, every time you came there, there wasn't many people. Uh, so I, yeah. I don't know yeah. for what, what reasons that may be. So I don't know. That's that kind of probably their idea already to kind of start moving Texas away since the viewership wasn't really there anymore. So going back a little bit to the whole McLaren switch, I wanted to ask you a bit about what the biggest change has been or what you, I mean, I imagine there's a big change from just like this really historic global race team versus Dale Coyne, who's obviously been established for a long time, but is known as one of the smaller teams on the grid. So I imagine that's probably a huge difference, but what would be like, what stands out for you already as a huge change for just being involved with Aero McLaren? Uh, it, it's it's so much it's a lot there's a lot a lot changed uh it's there's a lot more people uh for once uh there's 
so many people that I've met in one day trying to like figure <laughs> out all their names. Um, and everybody's honestly so nice. Like I was a little bit nervous going in, you know, big, big new team. But as soon as I walked in, I was so comfortable. It was, it was incredible. I loved every mo moment of it, but, uh, I don't know. I'd say the, the, the off season is obviously a lot more, a lot more busy with uh, like content days and stuff. You know, I already ended up doing one with, uh, with McLaren. So that's one massive change that I've never had, but there's also a lot more people from different sectors helping me and, and working, you know, on, you know, different backgrounds that be content or, you know, what food do I want to eat and how to be healthy, like training programs. Like there's just a lot more resources that is going to take some time to get used to and make sure I can take advantage of all of it. I would say that's kind of the number one change that's been happening. So one of your teammates also made the Honda to Chevy switch last year in Alex Rossi. And he said a couple of times throughout the year that despite it, you know, obviously producing a similar number of horsepower and whatnot, it was a really different experience in the car with a Chevy engine. Do you have any plans to kind of talk through what he experienced at some point before the year starts? So you maybe have a little bit of a leg up because he just went through it for, you know, for the 2023 season. A hundred percent. I will definitely be talking to him and trying to get as much information from him as possible about the, the, the transition from Honda to Chevy. Um, but yeah, I've already talked to him a little bit and got a little bit of feedback, but yeah, definitely. Uh, that's going to be kind of the the big change to to try to swatch switch swap, whatever the word may be, to go into Chevy <laughs> as as quickly as possible and and a smooth transition. I don't know if this was part of the announcement or if I just missed it. Kind of being excited for you finally getting to release the news and everything. But did they announce who your engineer was and everything and your strategist for the upcoming season? Uh. I don't know. Okay. So I just, so yeah, we don't have to address yeah, that. Then. Yeah. We just, we'll just skip over that part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, TBD. Um, so, you know, it's obviously kind of an interesting change going away from HMD for the first time in, you know, quite some, I guess probably quite some time. When's the last time you were away from HMD? Let's ask, let's start with that. Oh, uh, good question. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a <laughs> long time. I mean, ever since uh, when when did HMD take over BN Racing? I can't remember when that was. Twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. It must have been somewhere around there. Twenty seventeen. I forgot about oh. BN Racing. Wow. So that was probably the last time. Yeah, twenty seventeen. Yes, twenty seventeen. So since 2017, wow, that's been a long time. Yeah, six six full seasons essentially, seven full seasons. I don't know, math math is not my strong suit, so we're not going to try to add, do the uh, do the addition there. But you know what what's it like to you know I know you said to us I don't know, last year, the year before, like yeah, there will be a day where I you know kind of move on from the HMD camp and you know assert myself out there in IndyCar. But a did you expect it to happen? in 2023 and B, you know, what's it like to actually get to that point where now you are, you know, no longer in the HMB camp and they are, or could be a rival next year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, going, I, I wouldn't say maybe going into 2023, but definitely throughout the season, it was very much expected that I was going to be moving on from, from HMD. Okay. Uh, so it was definitely very much in the window. Um, and yeah, it was kind of very much, you know, 
ready for it and it's definitely going to be a big change um and yeah who knows uh you know hmd have been very strong in indy next and obviously their their goals is you know very high and they would i'm pretty sure they would love to be in indy car so i don't know we'll see what the future holds and uh where hmd is going to go from here it's going to be interesting so now that now that you're not in the HMD camp, do you, you know, do do your parents and, and everybody on the team give you less insider info as to, you know, kind of what's going on uh, for 2024, whether it's IndyCar or Indy Next? Well, yeah, definitely with with IndyCar, I think that if they do ever get back into IndyCar, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's going to be all locked up and sealed. They can't do any of that. Um, but I mean, for Indy Next, uh, I don't I mean. Not much of an effect there, really. You know, I'm yeah. not really, you know, needing in Indy Next info that much. But uh, you know, still talking to drivers and everything, still being friendly over there, and gonna go over there once in a while. Um, but just going there as David Malukas, son of Henry, and not David Malukas, driver of HMD. So it's gonna be <laughs> that's just gonna be the difference there. But uh, yeah, other than that, you know, yeah. I was just thinking about it when you talk started talking about how long HMD has been in just i guess indy next or the whole ladder series there are gonna be four hmd drivers in indycar next year like people who have been formally associated because it's gonna be you linus wow um benjamin peterson and then also kiffin now has a ride so am i missing anyone uh rasmussen well if he well has he been signed so maybe yet? five well maybe five. Oh. fair fair maybe unless five. if you might unless point. if you know something that we don't know about then no, I know, I know nothing. I, I don't, I don't, don't, don't put that out there. I, I know nothing. That's impressive. That is really impressive to have that many young drivers who have come from that program to make that step up to IndyCar already. I would think HMD is going to continue to have the success in Indy Next, given just that re- track record already. Yeah, the ceiling is extremely high for for HMD, especially with the new shop being moved in. And it's very cool to see, you know. It's uh, it was it's all happened very quickly, you know. It's came into it, and now within a few seasons, you know, top contenders and bringing drivers into IndyCar. It's definitely already a very special uh, team with with what it's accomplished. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age, you're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week. 
and reach goals that you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you. All right, switching gears and not talking about racing. We usually talk about some sort of TV show or movie we've all binged in the last, I don't know, couple months. So, David, have you found anything new that is worth sharing with the people? Um, nothing new. I actually never watched Breaking Bad before, so I recently started watching Breaking Bad. Okay. Um, so far, pretty good. I'm only on like episode four, so still early days. Um, but yeah. This morning, looking at my Chelsea game, it's on Peacock, and I saw that there's some new show based off of John Wick called Intercontinental. Oh, that's going to be good. So I was like, whoa, why did I like never hear about this? So I saw yeah. that this morning, and I'm like, oh, that looks really good. So I will be starting to watch that very soon here. Okay. Frenchie, anything? Yeah, actually, when I went to the beach with my family, uh, my grandpa, of all people, he's like more on top of current or more current shows than I am. So he showed me this TV show on Netflix called Fauda, which is this Israeli show, I guess. And it's like on its fourth season or something. That I mean, it's like it's in subtitles because it's in either Arabic or Hebrew yeah. for almost all of it. But that was intense. And I am kind of hooked already on it. So what is the like, what is the general premise? Uh, I mean, it's basically like, like action like Mossad stuff. It's it's spy stuff. OK, yeah, it, it's really interesting. I dig it. Um, I'm going to. Oh, I did. Uh, find, I know we talked about it last time. I did uh, watch the first Lord of the Rings last weekend. Enjoyed it. Super long, though. Yeah, that's very long. long. That's a long haul. That, that was we took two breaks. I took the like a break just to like stretch my legs for like five minutes. And then I took another break to like walk the dog. So I was like, I can't, I can't sit still for three hours. So like I had to find like, I just like get out for like a couple minutes and, and watch it, but it was very good. I did. I did enjoy it. How old is that? Um, now? So that'll be my, uh, it came out in 2001, I think. Wow. 2004. 2001. You're um, correct. Nice. I remember wow. something. 2001. Yeah. No, that's yeah. when I was born. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Touche. Ugh. All right. Go ahead, Frenchie. I guess I was just going to ask if you plan to hang out with any of the existing IndyCar guys or your teammates or anything kind of when you move to Indianapolis. Basically have some, I don't know, built-in friends when you move there already. Uh, Yeah, I think so. Um kind of already you know me and Pato have already got along very well on content day so uh but yeah I don't know it really just depends on where I move in and you know the relationships I build once I'm down there because you know at the track obviously really friendly with many drivers mm -hmm. except a few yeah uh, <laughs> ooh, uh, ooh. <laughs> yeah I don't think it's it's gonna take much guesswork on who nope. that one is uh but nope. the but yeah, once I'm down there, obviously we'll I'll start branching out and reaching out and uh, make some new friendships. But definitely going to be hanging out with some of the drivers for sure. I don't even think your BFF lives in India. I think they live elsewhere. Yes, which is a yeah good thing. <laughs> <laughs> so moving moving on from that, before we we get any of us in trouble, 
So you, you, you mentioned Pato, you know, you guys are both ex incredibly outgoing. You probably, you know, enjoy like content day stuff to a degree. Then you have your other teammate, Mr. Rossi, who's like a little bit on the more stoic side who maybe doesn't enjoy content day. Um, so what's the, uh, what's the early, you know, team dynamic like? It's like uh, Rossi's like taking care of two kids. It's kind of like the dynamic that it seems like so far. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's funny. It's it's a good group. I think it's going to be an amazing trio going into next year. I think we're going to have a lot of fun together. Uh, and it's also going to be really good. And they're both obviously have a lot of talent in their own ways. And, you know, me coming in, I'm going to try to absorb as much as I can from it. There's a lot to, to learn from the both of them. They're very smart and uh, drive very well so it's going to be uh, interesting to see what how it all plays out and i saw you posted a tk picture too so you've always got him to hang around with and i guess he's, TK, TK he's a great advisor awesome uh like what a cool guy like incredible there's so much to learn off of him like just not even from a driving side but just the way he speaks and how he can just uh it, he's just honestly like incredible he's so good like he can make if he wanted to, he can make me sad. He can make me happy. He can, he could just, he's so good at just speaking. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. Speaking of Mr. Kanat, he's, you know, also even in his mid forties, kind of like a, a, you know, workout freak. He bikes, you know, 600 oh, yeah. miles a weekend and whatnot. So are you going to get on the, uh, the TK, you know, bike, bike marathon, biking a couple hundred miles a day and, and all that stuff at, at some point? Yeah, I, I should definitely do it. Once I move down to Indy, we'll definitely uh start going. He 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 like underplayed himself. He's like, no, no, yeah, I'm old now. And I'm like, that is exactly what the, the people that are insanely good say. Like, I know your game. So yeah. yeah, no, I'll definitely try to. Um, but I mean, I've already talked to him a little bit. He's like, Yeah, I man, I was so tired. I only slept four hours today, so I only ran 10 miles. I was like, uh, um, <laughs> dude, if I slept four hours, you're gonna see me sipping a cup of coffee just looking at a TV screen. I mean, I'm like, there's a big difference there. I was like, yeah, I have uh, definitely some work to do to get to that stage. He's like the Brazilian yeah, Jason Statham. That's what I picked. That's what yeah. he looks like to me. <laughs> no, he's definitely that's, a very uh, strong, that's a good one. Super healthy, that guy. I think Rossi's into the biking too, but. Are you going to yeah. go, I guess, I don't know where you train currently when you're in Chicago, but I know a lot of the guys in IndyCar train at a couple of the different gyms in, in and around the Indianapolis area, like Pit Fit. And I think there's one other that I can't think of the name. Yeah, I, but I know there's one that, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Z, the Z something performance. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. Something like that. Are you but putting no, a, I, one of those? No, because I'm pretty McLaren have their own gym. That's like oh nice, incredibly okay. nice. Um, and no, they're just it's they're giving me like resources and everything, just local in house, and it's all really good. So let me think of what else I have here. I I, I didn't write. Uh, let's go to the music one. Do we have any uh, additions to Ooh. the playlist? Let me check my Spotify. I'll get my playlist. Yeah, I'll get my playlist ready. And my phone tells me the Indianapolis Colts are in overtime right now for Indianapolis Colts fans. Hmm. 
Forgot. Since you know we always do a wide variety, I think this time I'm gonna go Yeah. for some UK rap. Um, Ooh, okay. yeah, "Sprinter" by Dave and Central C. That song kind of got very popular, and I very much liked it. Very, very good. Very catchy. Um, and it it was kind of my gateway into getting into UK rap. I thought it was very good. Only UK rapper I've heard of is Stormzy, Yeah, Stormzy, uh, who yep. is pretty talented. That's like the that's like probably like the hippest information I know that I could share on this podcast because otherwise I don't know much about rap in general <laughs> at all. Go ahead. My, I guess the last question I kind of have is if joining Arrow McLaren and the McLaren family has helped you care a little bit more about F1 with especially how good the McLaren F1 guys are doing. Is that like giving you a little more motivation to to get back in the game and watch a little bit? I'm still watching, so I'm just trying to like get people to still, you know, check it out. But it not that it needs any help, but um, I mean, we're in the off season, so maybe Yeah, if you get now to the spring. now that I'm with Arrow McLaren and supporting the the McLaren boys, um, yeah, definitely gonna have to get back into to watching it since uh yeah, it's good to see papaya up at the top now. So yeah, I think I'm gonna have to start getting my way back into it. <laughs> Mike, we're going to pressure you back oh, into it, too. Yeah, I'll, I'll Oh, get have there. you also stopped Not... watching it? Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. yeah. Yep. I, I mean, especially with Suzuka at 1 a.m. And then, like, I didn't wake up this morning until, I don't know, 11 o'clock. So, like, I wasn't really, like, in a rush to to watch it before I had to do some things today. But, yeah, I haven't watched a full race since before the summer break. Yep, that sounds pretty accurate. I normally just put it on um, and then just put it like really low volume in the background when I'm like doing emails or something. That's fair, honestly. Yeah, I might I might get to it tonight, and by I might get to it tonight, I mean I'm going to watch a movie and then fall asleep and not get to it tonight. I thought you So, were going to watch the 30-minute highlights <laughs> and still not yeah, watch, I'm going to watch the stuff, 30-minute pay attention. highlight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, last week I had to watch the 30-minute highlight twice because I fell asleep during the first highlight. And it wasn't because I was bored, it just didn't care. So I guess I was bored. I had I had one last question, but it's Oh yeah. So when when the McLaren news finally came out, you probably got a million texts like congrats blah blah blah. Who was the coolest person you got a text from or you know maybe somebody you weren't expecting to get a congrats from anybody that stuck out whether it's a text or Insta or you know Twitter or whatever that that sent you a message? That is a very good question. Um, Yeah, anyone sliding in the DMs? No, yeah, I'm just kidding. let me <laughs> let me I'm, let me let me let me like look back. It was there was so many. Um, I don't know. There isn't one like off the top of my head that really stuck out to me. That was like, whoa, like that was crazy. I think a lot of the the ones that really kind of caught me off guard was. people back in like my go-karting days when I was very very young that you know I didn't even know that they were still following everything and that to me felt very cool a lot of people that I worked with saying congratulations and sending me pictures from when you know I was like 10 years old picking my nose and I'm like you know and they're like now it's like look where you've come and so that kind of was like very cool to me I was like wow you know that's kind of was a big awakening for that uh, I'd say those were the coolest and the ones that felt you know the closest to me
Well, that's all we got, man. Enjoy uh, getting up to speed at McLaren, and uh, we'll we'll talk again soon. Perfect. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you, sir. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.